Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome back to the Innovate for Impact podcast. As usual, you've got Tracy Newman and Dan Bentley. And today we're really excited to have Mark Pierce, the CEO of Volunteering Australia, joining us. So welcome, Mark. It's great to be with you. So as usual, we always like to start off with a little bit of an introductory question. So if you'd just like to tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. I'm uh, Mark Pierce. I'm the CEO of Volunteering Australia. Volunteering Australia is the national peak body for volunteering in this country. And what is it we do? We are a peak body. And that means some things to some people and a whole lot of nothing to a whole lot of other people. But essentially, our role, I suppose, is to liaise with and provide a connection into federal government and federal parliament for all things that volunteering involves, for all of the aspirations that volunteers have, and for all of the missions that volunteer-involving organisations undertake throughout this country. So our role is predominantly one around advising the government on appropriate policy, advocating on behalf of volunteers and volunteer-involving organisations, and by extension, because of the breadth and the depth of volunteering and all that volunteering provides for community and to volunteers themselves, it's about advocating on behalf of communities. So that's who I am and that's what I do. That's so exciting. As you said, the breadth of volunteering and volunteer organisations is extraordinary across Australia. I don't know that there are many communities that would survive without the work that comes from so many people doing such a broad range of activities. It's really true. And I suppose when you put numbers around these things and the numbers are a bit of a trap oftentimes because you can easily compartmentalise all that volunteering is. And, you know, I like to say that volunteering is a profound aspirational statement about the communities in which we live and how we want them to be. And that includes, you know, something for ourselves as well, because the benefits of volunteering translate both into a personal thing, but also into the community itself. But putting some numbers around it, there are about 5 million people in Australia who volunteer through organisations and into community each and every year. There are about 6.5 million Australians, so about a third of Australia's population, which volunteers informally. So that's within community, but not through organisations. And if you think again about the organisation side of things, there are about 50 to 60,000 charities in Australia, most of which rely to some extent upon volunteers in order to achieve their mission. Wow, wow, that's extraordinary. Mark, what's that like on a worldwide scale? I mean, that's a pretty big amount of our population that's doing some sort of formal or informal volunteering. Is that higher than a lot of other nations or is it around about the same? Or It varies. And I think the difference is probably not so much in the number of people, but in how they do it, whether the volunteering ecosystem is highly institutionalised or not. In Australia, it has historically been quite institutional in its nature. That is lots and lots of volunteer-involving organisations who deliver opportunities for volunteers to communicate, interact and participate within their community. In other countries, perhaps it's less institutional, but the participation has always been there. When you think about volunteering, it can be thought of in lots of different ways. It can be undertaken in lots of different ways, and we can 
overcomplicate all that volunteering is. But volunteering in a really simple fashion is identifying a problem and developing a solution. It can be as simple in the Australian context as, hey, mate, do you need a hand with that? And just offering that help is volunteering. You know, you are giving your time willingly without financial compensation for the common good. And we can overcomplicate things. And I've been uh, accused of doing that in the past, but it's a pretty simple thing. Whether we look through the lens of institutional volunteering with all of its protections and opportunities and formalised structures, as we have in Australia, or whether we look at it through the lens of just that identifying problems, developing solutions, one-on-one, a very intimate involvement within community, volunteering covers all of those things. I really love that description of identifying a problem and and being part of the solution because that's innovation. And obviously that's what we talk about a lot and that's why we're so passionate about innovation because it really is actually unlocking that creativity with, with anybody and it's also giving you the ability to solve problems in new and creative ways. And I love that connection of volunteering to innovation because they're not necessarily things that people naturally see as as fitting together so neatly, but that's exactly what it is. It's that I can do this and, and I can make a difference. I think that's right. And I think when we talk about innovation, innovation is at the beating heart of volunteering. It needs to be because invariably it's not as appropriately resourced as it should be. And it tends to be oftentimes quite spontaneous. And so there isn't a lot of infrastructure that sits around it. And sometimes there is, but It's always innovative. It's always coming up with smart solutions, which not just meet a need, but solve a problem. And innovation is at the beginning of every sentence. It's at the end of every sentence. When we talk about volunteering, that's what it's about. Yeah, so one of the reasons we wanted to get you on the show today, Mark, was to talk about the mission focus of organisations and and how that's kind of the currency for volunteering. So I'd I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that. I really like the way that you've you've used mission as a currency in terms of volunteering. And I suppose that issue around remuneration is a fundamental difference between volunteering and its contribution to an organisation or into community and for a paid employee. And it's important to note, I suppose, at this point to say volunteers are a fundamental part of Australia's labour force, Australia's workforce. We tend to think when we look at Australia's labour force figures We say they're around about 13.4 million paid employees in Australia. And we don't tend to think about the fact that, as I said, 5 million volunteers uh, into organisations. We don't tend to focus on them as being part of the workforce, and yet they are. They are as important as paid employees. They support paid employees and they enable organisations to execute on the mission that they have. And I suppose, again, we come back to this, this issue around mission. How do you involve volunteers? How do you attract volunteers? How do you retain volunteers? How do you ensure that volunteers have a great experience? Because fundamentally, that's critically important if you're going to meet your mission. So having a clear sense of who you are and what you do as an organisation is fundamentally important. A strategic approach to your volunteering workforce Always for any organisation in there, whether it's at the federal government level, through any of the levels of government, into any organisation, when you talk about employees, you've got a strategy. It's part of the strategic consideration of an organisation. It's not always part of the strategic consideration of an organisation to think about volunteers in the same way, but it needs to be because 
the thing that you attract a volunteer with is your mission. How do they connect? What's that point of, yes, this is something I want to be involved in. I have a passion for what this organization does. I can see how that mission contributes to the community in which I live or more broadly. An articulation of mission is fundamentally important. And then translating that articulation of mission through into position descriptions, having the conversation with volunteers around this is who we are and this is what we do. However, what is it that attracts you to our organisation, to our mission? What are the things that you think you can deliver? Aligning mission with motivation is fundamentally important. And I think for a lot of organisations, they get it. But there are still lots of organisations who don't necessarily see that as being the case. I come from a financial markets background, institutional funds management and uh, investment banking. And so I can tend to talk about workforce in terms of factors of production. And far too often, we see that organisations will consider their volunteers as a factor of production. We'll put this person out, they'll do this thing, and, and then we'll get on with the real business. But volunteers are oftentimes the beating heart of the real business. They are the beating heart of the articulation and the translation of mission into outcomes. And so identifying, articulating, then transmitting that mission through a strategic lens is fundamentally important. By doing so, you will have better attraction of volunteers, better retention of volunteers. Your training will be defined by your strategy. You'll see that your workforce is a cogent thing. It makes sense both through paid employment as well as volunteers. It makes sense across that full stream. So mission is fundamentally important and connecting mission with motivation is a path to success. When people join a new organization or they join this sector for the first time, mission is really at front of mind. But we sometimes take it for granted after a while once we've been working in this space. The impact that we make just becomes part of it. It's not at forefront of mind. And we often talk to organizations about just how important that is because no matter what role it is, no matter whether you're in this sector or another sector, your work can become Groundhog Day if you're not reminded of that and you're shown and and those dots are joined for you so that you understand the impact that you are having because we're not always lucky enough to have a role where you get to see that end product delivered to the clients or whoever it is. You may be a small part in a larger process, but if somebody can show you how that small part is critical to that process being delivered, the service or whatever it is you're delivering at the end, then that's when people start to realize just how important they are and how what they're doing and volunteering that time or whatever it is, is actually having a huge impact. Yeah, it's a great point you make. And I think that this is where having well-trained, appropriately resourced volunteer coordinators is fundamentally important because whilst volunteers are part of the broader workforce, there is a nuance in volunteering. There's a difference in the way that volunteers approach their roles oftentimes. It can be said, and it's not always the case, but it can be said that volunteers aren't necessarily as focused on an organisational success as they are on the articulation and the delivery of mission. And having an understanding of that nuance is really important because it then guides the conversations that that volunteer coordinator will have. It means that the conversations are frequent they talk about slightly different things and they talk about motivation and they talk obviously about the things that are being done, what does the role mean, but it also needs to look at the fact that as an organisation grows or contracts, as the mission changes, that conversation needs to be had with the volunteer to ensure that that alignment is maintained. Again, mission needs to match motivation and it has to drive the outcomes that any volunteer program has. 
I love one of the things that you mentioned off air, but I'm going to bring it on air because I think it was really good. When you've got an employee, as in a paid employee, you've got all these levers that you can kind of pull, right? Like you can have bonuses, you can have their pay, you can have like perks of the job and conditions and the environment and all those sorts of things. But with volunteering, you got some of those options, but you don't have all of those options. And I loved what you said off air, which was around like, this is your currency. Your mission is your currency for that. It's really true. And I think this is where there are some nuances between paid employees and volunteers. There are a lot of levers that you can use to ensure that your employees are both fulfilled, but also fulfilling organizational purpose. With volunteers, there are less. But In some ways, the very few levers that you have are far more powerful because the motivation of the volunteer is something that is not going to be affected by salary, by a whole lot of incentives. It's about how do I see myself in the mission of this organization? How do I see myself reflected in the things that I do each and every day? How do I see that that effort and that passion that I bring to the organization through my volunteering translates into better community outcomes? And as you say, mission is is fundamentally important. There are fewer levers, but the levers I would contend, those few levers that you have are far more powerful and they're also more valuable because you can switch them on and off very easily and it doesn't take much where a volunteer will say, you know what, this organisation, I don't see myself reflected in it anymore. Too much has changed. I'm not being communicated with. I'm not being valued. And it's also interesting and perhaps important to note that for the majority of volunteers, they don't want to see their name up in lights. They don't want really public pats on the back, but they do want to see that the organisation recognises the importance of their contribution and values their time, their effort, their expertise, their lived experience oftentimes, and provides opportunities for the volunteer to further see themselves within the mission and mission delivery of the organisation. I really love that because anyone who has any kind of experience in volunteering, you're doing things that really aren't fun. Overall, it's fun because, you know, there's that sense of community and there's the what you're out to achieve, but I'm a trail runner. So, you know, I volunteer sometimes and it will be cold and it'll be raining and I'm handing pieces of banana to people who are, who are you know, looking really ragged. <laughs> and at that moment, it's not fun, but What I'm actually able to be part of is really significant. And so, of course, that's what gets me out of bed at those stupid hours to go and do something that seems insane. And I think that being able to see yourself in that organisation, I think that's really key. I, I love that sort of framing up. You've touched on a couple of things. One is the, the strategy and the other is about making sure that you've got somebody who understands the nuances of volunteers as that sort of volunteer coordinator. Is there anything else that you've seen that really makes a difference in terms of actually bringing the mission to life for volunteers? Strategy is critically important and integrating the consideration of volunteers within that strategy is fundamentally important. So, Whilst I'm at pains to reflect this again, we need to think about volunteering as part of our workforce. It is a fundamental part of our workforce. And so you need to consider it strategically. And once you do, the rest of it should necessarily, if you have a good strategic process, the rest of it should flow quite naturally. It will mean that the volunteer coordinator is not just an afterthought. 
It's someone who is appropriately resourced, as an HR manager would be appropriately resourced to look after the paid employees. So the volunteer coordinator, and they could be the same person, but there's appropriate resourcing for the volunteering component of the workforce. So strategy is fundamentally important, and then clear definition understanding of the nuances that sit around volunteering and how you incentivize the volunteer by making sure that that mission is reflected appropriately in their role and they see themselves reflected in the organization and the mission are fundamentally important things. Great. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organization to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customized report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about today as well, Mark, is the national strategy and the work that you're doing around that because I think that's really exciting, the fact that it is somewhat of a first and the, and the way that you've gone about engaging different people. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that? I'm always happy to talk about the national strategy for volunteering for a whole lot of reasons, not the least of which is this is a bit of a first. There are lots of national strategies. You know, every year we see national strategies for all sorts of things, each of which is fundamentally important and hopefully is implemented into change which makes a difference within community. The difference with the national strategy for volunteering is perhaps in the way that it is constructed, and that is The federal government has recognised the need for a national strategy for volunteering, for all that volunteering does for the individual and the communities in which volunteering takes place throughout the country. So federal government has funded this. They've appointed Volunteering Australia as the national peak to lead this process. But the way that we've constructed it is to say volunteering strategies need to be developed, designed and ultimately implemented by the volunteering ecosystem. So the unique part of this is the fact that this is a federally funded strategy, which is being built not by the federal government, but being built by all of those parts of the volunteering ecosystem, some of which we've mentioned, most of which we haven't. Everyone will have the opportunity to participate within the strategy which is developed. And that is everyone from the individual volunteer through the volunteer involving organisation to business, to philanthropy. And it's important to note, I suppose, that we oftentimes talk about volunteering as something other than a retailer or a mining company or a bank or whatever the case might be. Each one of those organisations will probably have a volunteering program itself. But for me, it's really important to understand the fact that corporate entities themselves do well, their balance sheets swell, their cash flow statements look better when the communities in which they operate are strong and resilient and connected. And volunteering does those three things. So corporate Australia has an intrinsic interest, whether they understand it immediately or not, in a well-connected, well-funded, properly resourced and well-implemented national strategy. So volunteer-involving organisations, corporate Australia, philanthropic Australia, and all levels of government will have some participation, a voice in this national strategy. It should be understood also that whilst it's a national strategy, it's not going to answer every question. It's not going to provide a solution for everything, and nor should it. 
but it should start a conversation on a whole lot of different things. The strategy is designed to identify the things that are, that are working well within volunteering, the things that aren't, the gaps, the lack of connection, how things can be done better, how we can better involve Australians within that intimate and important act of volunteering itself, how we can strengthen communities, how we can improve inclusion, how we can ensure that communities benefit from community participation. How do we better identify and provide pathways for community decision-making? We can look through the lens of emergency services and disaster, floods, fire, and of course, the ongoing pandemic. Each one of those things calls upon community to solve its own problems. And we do that through volunteers in the first instance. There are lots of institutional structures which come in and support that. But invariably, the first responders are people within community. Those most affected are the first responders and they are volunteers. Whether they identify themselves as that or not, they're volunteers. And so a strategy needs to bring that into account as well. And so if we reflect upon the purpose of volunteering and the thing that that, uh, generates volunteering activity is its innovation. The strategy needs to look and highlight and present opportunities for innovative solutions around community and how we participate and how we provide for, oftentimes, solutions for the really wicked problems that exist within communities each and every day. Governments can't necessarily solve those and individuals can't solve them, but bringing those two parts, the individual and the government, together with all of the infrastructure that sits around that, sometimes it's corporate, sometimes it's philanthropic, to bring all of that together identify the connections, identify the gaps, and provide some solutions around it, start a conversation around what that strategy should provide a platform for is really important. I'm particularly excited about this this strategy because I think not only is a national strategy overdue, the last one we had was in 2011. And you think about, again, those numbers that I mentioned around the size of the volunteering effort in Australia, no strategy for 5 million Australians who volunteer through organisations, for 6.5 million Australians who volunteer their time into community, but not through organisations, no strategy. And yet mining, for example, mining employs around about 300,000 people. And there are huge strategies that sit around the mining workforce and appropriately so, appropriately so. But there hasn't been a strategy for 5 million Australians within 50 to 60,000 volunteer-involving organisations throughout the country. Now is the time. We need it. Of course, the times of crisis shine a light on the importance of volunteers. But we need to understand that volunteering takes place all the time and everywhere. More than 3 million Australians volunteer their time within sporting clubs and associations throughout this country. And they take place whether times are good or bad. I'll also mention sport as being, you know, that associations, sports, clubs and other organisations transform, especially when they involve volunteers. They transform to the needs of the community. They're malleable, they're flexible, they're innovative. And you just have to look at when we had fires, football clubs, cricket clubs, netball clubs were the first ones to say, hey, we're clearly not going to be playing this weekend. What can we do within community to assist, to protect, to provide for community, which is beleaguered? Volunteering is innovative, it's malleable, it's flexible, and we hope to find some solutions, some pathways, and some ways of doing volunteering better in this country through the National Strategy for Volunteering.
I love that national strategy. That's so exciting. Like I'm inspired and I'm excited and I want to be a part of it. And that's the benefit of having it be community led versus a strategy that's created by government and delivered because it gives you the ability to capture all of that nuance and that richness. And it actually gets people excited and inspired to be a part of, you know, you've really sold us on the mission of the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear your excitement about it, which is, you know, really contagious. But one of the things that we know about our audience is that they're big advocates for collaboration. And there's two levels of collaboration with what you just talked about there. The first one being the collaboration and bringing in those voices at all different levels of that system that is volunteering and that workforce across the country, bringing them together in its design, I think is just really powerful. And I could just imagine a whole heap of our listeners just smiling at hearing that because we sure as hell were. The second part of it too is is that once you join those people together and you get them looking at it and get their input, then how do some of those outcomes from the strategy also encourage more collaboration across all those different sectors and types of organization as well? So there's just so much power in all that collaboration that you're bringing together by creating this strategy. So what stage is it at? Is it halfway through or are you sort of are you finishing it or you just didn't get started? We have a relatively tight time frame for this. We will deliver the national strategy to government at the end of this calendar year, so in December. We'll launch it early next year. We're involved in consultation and engagement with community at present. There are always opportunities to be involved, and I would encourage anyone who's interested, and hopefully everyone who listens to this podcast, jump onto the Volunteering Australia website, look for the national strategy for volunteering, and find some opportunities to be involved in those consultations and those engagement processes. There are lots of uh, different avenues. There are different cohorts that we're consulting with to understand what's taking place within the volunteering ecosystem where the opportunities are. But as you quite rightly say, this is about a conversation. This is about communication. This is about collaboration and finding innovative solutions to some of the wicked problems that take place within community in each and every day. And I am excited. I said at the beginning of this, I'm really excited about the strategy and I know that in all the conversations I have with people throughout Australia and various organisations, different parts of assistance within community, people are excited about this because it is so important, it is so meaningful, and it provides opportunities for community to be stronger. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been really inspiring talking to you today. Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that our listeners get to hear about from you? There is one thing, and that is that National Volunteer Week is coming up. National Volunteer Week starts on the 16th of May, and National Volunteer Week is an opportunity for all Australians to stop, think about volunteering, celebrate the contribution of volunteers throughout this country. Hopefully, it also leads to the light bulb moment of, hey, there's something I'm really interested in, I want to get involved with an organisation or to be more involved within my community. National Volunteer Week is an opportunity to collectively pat volunteers on the back and say, thanks for everything that you do. It's only a week in a year, and we would like to see that volunteers are highlighted, acknowledged and celebrated throughout the year. But we'll take that week. So jump onto the Volunteering Australia website. There's a lot of information around National Volunteer Week and all of the things that will take place each and every state and territory has a volunteering peak body. And again, they'll be doing lots of events, celebrating volunteers throughout the week. And we encourage everyone to get involved, think about volunteering, celebrate volunteering, 
and just take that opportunity to see if there's an opportunity for you as well. Excellent. All right. Look, thank you so much for this conversation today, Mark. We will connect the Volunteering Australia website in the show notes so it's nice and easy for people to hear more about the mission and also get involved with those Volunteer Week activities. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.